Imagine this, you are with two children down a mountain on a cliff and you are holding both one with each hand and you realize that you cannot save both. This movie haunted me through all my childhood. It was called The Good Son. In this scene, there is a parent who is has one child and I believe one nephew or cousin who are about to fall from a cliff and <clears throat> the parent has to decide which one to save because they realize they can save both. You will have to watch the movie to notice and learn why one child was selected over the other. And that's where the title of this podcast episode comes is Parenting Cain and Abel, is that your situation? Let's talk about it. So um, the Cain and Abel story is something that if you are not aware, uh, I will give you a brief summary. I like to tell these stories extracting all religious connotations to ensure that um, uh, I learn from the wisdom of the story and rather than getting stuck if it was true or not. There is a point that the Cain and Abel story is a story that keeps repeating itself. And I will give you some examples today. But in essence, in case you are not familiar, Cain and Abel are siblings and they both get to work in recognition to God, right? And Think of God as your supervisor, as your parent, as the person or entity that has authority over you. So in one hand, we see Cain, who is working productively, is uh, sacrificing enjoyment, ensuring to ensure that, that, that Abel gets results. Uh, on the other hand, you have Cain who is doing a sloppy job, who is not putting as much effort as his brother Abel. So when both Cain and Abel bring their works to God, right, to that authority figure, as you might expect, the authority figure tells Abel, Abel, you're doing a great job. Look at that. Look at all that you have built. Look at how it is. Uh, growing, how the flowers are blossoming, how your your essence as a person uh, gets better with time, just like with wine, because it is about is about both heart and smart effort. On the other hand, when the authority figure of God or the parent or the boss teacher, the supervisor, sees the work of Cain, says, Cain, your work is not up to par. It's poor performance, and that is bad on you. So what happens with society, and this is why the Cain and Abel story keeps repeating itself, is that we do not like others to tell us how bad are we. So we look for ways to um, clarify why the other person is not um, seeing our stuff as the great thing. 
So Kane immediately starts blaming everything except his own responsibility. And of course, because comparison is the thief of joy, we see Cain and Abel that see each other. And Cain sees the work of Abel and he gets jealous. And jealousy can take the best away from us. So what happens? Cain goes and kills Abel, thinking that that will end all the problems, right? And we see this in society all the time where someone is told something and this person represented by Cain turns around and throws something so magnanimous that might end the life of Abel. So in this case, you have Abel who is assassinated by Cain. And I repeat again, this is a story that repeats itself over and over and over again in society. So when Cain kills Abel, he tries to hide, right? And it's very similar to when someone throws a stone or a rock, right? Um, and then they hide themselves. But that authority figure, in this case in the Bible, the authority of God, but also in society, your boss, society, people in social media, people everywhere, right? They are able to capture who you are. And no matter what you do, no matter how much you hide, the truth is going to uncover you and show who you really are. So when God or the authority figure inquires, what happened to your brother? Cain says, no, not my responsibility. I am not going to uh, accept or acknowledge, but the truth is right there. So Cain leaves and in the Bible, and also in some of the movies I have seen, uh, there is a mark that represents that Cain has killed his brother, right? And that mark, if you extract religious uh, connotation, is your conscious. How you feel when you kill someone, not only like with Cain killing Abel physically, but also when you want to kill someone's reputation, when you want to throw mud in someone's front yard to ensure that, that to feel that you are more than the other person. So Cain spends his whole entire life with this mark and the, the, the thought is, oh, nobody's going to employ him. Nobody's going to give them opportunities because he has done this awful thing. Well, the mark of Cain is your conscience not letting you be free because when you do things such as to kill the essence of somebody else because of your jealousy, you're going to carry that for the rest of your life. If you want to know more about this feeling about how does it feel in your conscience when you kill someone, please read Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky. That would be a great episode someday. So going back to this idea that Cain does not do the maximum effort that Abel is doing and so forth, uh, Cain ends up killing Abel. So how does this apply to our lives? 
I have several examples. The first example is the example of siblings, right? Um, you might have more than one child, or you may have seen this elsewhere, where you have two children, and one of them is like able, doing what they have to do, taking things seriously, thinking, reflecting, informing themselves from others, and they get these tremendous outcomes. And then you have this sloppy cane, the one that doesn't want to do the effort, doesn't want to do the extra things, have a bad attitude, um, and parents sometimes make the mistake of saying, I am going to treat every child exactly the same. So in the short term, it might work, right? Because your able might not realize how wrong is this, but certainly with time, what you are doing is a huge damage on your child because Cain is going to learn that doesn't matter how sloppy their performance is, how poor their, their work ethic and their habits can be, that they will always get that prize. That is that love, that unlimited um, feeling of your parents accepting you when in reality society will not. So, it is very important as you as a parent that you meet your children where they're at so you can support them and never equally. Because the truth is that when you immerse equity in how you raise your children, it's going to serve them well because they are going to be learning the things that they need to learn in order to have better outcomes in their lives. Second example, the example of students, right? And in here is more complicated because if you are in a classroom, you have 24 to 34 students and you have students in different abilities, right? Naturally, uh, I was at least educated. I'm sure you too, that when you go to school, there are going to be some students who are going to do your homework, who are going to be active participants, who are going to reflect on all the lessons that you have given them. And you're going to have students that don't care. Students that my father will say, for example, well, you see that person? They didn't go to school. They didn't care. So they didn't make it, right? But when you, when you include the issues of equity and being trauma-informed, you know that a child living in trauma is going to give you a different performance than a child that has parents at home with all the luxuries and comfort and, and loving situations, right? So it's very important that when I give you this example, that you consider both equity and being trauma-informed. But going back, when you are in the classroom and you have students who are not performing at the level that they can, right? but you still praise them and you give them that grade to pass the grade, what we are doing is at this service because we are raising children like Cain who says, doesn't matter if I fail all my classes, doesn't matter if I do all this stuff, I'm still going to pass and continue a life. But you and I know that the chances of this person making it in life is 
greatly diminish when we are not able to address exactly where they need to be. So as teachers, we need to include a thought about not teaching our students like Cain and Abel, but reaching them at where they're supposed to be. So we both support the Abel who is doing fantastic things. And we support that Cain that needs to be scaffolded, that needs to be uh, brought to a different level so they can realize their potential and be able to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Third example about parenting Cain and Abel. If you are a supervisor, this applies to you. So for example, if you are a principal and you have teachers or you are a boss and you have all these people under you, you are going to create relationships, familial relationships with people that might get confused between friendship and the supervisory roles. Let me give you an example. Um, if you are in an institution where you have a group of people who are working excellent and you have a group of people who are not, you might be criticized because the whole entire room, your school, your company, your institution is going to realize your treatment is quite different from the teachers who perform at that level and the teachers who are not, right? And it's possibility that that teacher in this, in this sense represented as Cain is going to go to the faculty lounge or is going to go to that group and say, that supervisor, that figure of God is awful because they have told me where I need to improve. So we have seen it time after time. An accusation is thrown, right? This person gave me this rating because he or she might hate me due to blank. And there's a gazillion risks, right? Uh, hate against gender, um, um, uh, if the person is pregnant or not, race, ageism. Uh, there's several factors that uh, I have seen, I have witnessed, I have felt that when I give that feedback, right? When that figure of God goes, tells and Cain and Abel where they're at and how they need to improve, then that Cain doesn't only like throw mud, but they want to end your career as well. And you know what? As a supervisor, as a school principal, when you do good things, good things happen. So don't worry. People can say anything, but people need to prove these accusations, right? They need to prove. And just like Cain wasn't able to prove to God why Cain did those awful things of killing his brother Abel, right? Most of the accusations end up in being dropped by the organizations that, that lead um, such accusations because they are unfounded. There's no evidence. And there's no way to prove something that had just come out out of uh, anger uh, because someone has told you, Cain, your work needs to improve. And the final example is um, sometimes um, supervisory roles, in this case, uh, a superintendent, right? In a school, the superintendent has a board that needs to report 
by the way, the only employee of a superintendent is the Board of Education. But how does the superintendent justify a higher or lower salary to one of their principals when talking to a Board of Education? Meaning, if they say, let's say there's, there's five principals, right? And two of them are doing very bad and three are doing awesome. So uh, how does a superintendent goes to the Board of Education, uh, of course, in closed sessions and say, I'm gonna give a higher salary to these three principals who are doing great things. And these two I'm not because they are not. Where does the privacy of the evaluation system between the, the principal in this case start and end. It's quite complicated, right? Because when we open that kind of worms and we allow authenticity and transparency reign, we must face the reality that we live in a system where we all have rights and we all can sue and we can all take to court. And sometimes in order to avoid challenges or problems, we end up making bad decisions to justify uh, leaving the status quo the way it is. It is so important, once again, that if you are parenting Cain and Abel, that you are able to acknowledge and um, uh, um, acknowledge and you're able to acknowledge and believe that your job as that parenting figure is not to be equal, but to give each child what is that they deserve. It is so important you do it like that. Thank you so much for being here in Wisdom and Productivity. Have a fantastic day and take care. Thank you for Yeah.